everyone, and welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And for the first time on this show, we welcome one of the big stars of last night's opening series, Magic Gaming Center, DT. Well, congrats on the victory over Bucks Gaming. You guys were able to sweep Milwaukee in the best of three series. Uh, Game one was a fairly convincing win as uh, four Orlando players scored in double figures, including Toxic, who had 19, and rookie DJ Bama, who finished with 18. Game two, meanwhile, turned into a uh, seesaw battle in the uh, second half after the Magic roared back from an 11-point deficit. Reezy and DT were able to dominate down the stretch to finish off the Bucks. The two combined for 57 points in that game two win. So Jonah, I'll start with you. Uh, what were your key takeaways from the victory and what were the differences between the two games? Yeah. So, um, you know, first of all, I think in, in game one, um, you know, it was important for us to get everyone going a little bit and and you saw that early. Um, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing amongst those games is, you know, just the fact that we, we hit every one of our open shots game one, they kind of have a lot of respect for those guys that, you know, Hey, they may still hit all these open shots. So uh, that's why I think you saw a lot more pick and roll action game two is I think that they were a little more hesitant to leave their man. And, and I think that's something we, we kind of figured out early and adjusted to, and especially it halftime it was kind of the message was like hey let's just attack like we we have what we want here like let's just go get it now so um i mean that those are the big things and obviously you know like i expected um you know maybe a little nervousness at a dj i you know i don't know like i guess it's his first game obviously he had told me he wasn't going to be nervous at all uh, which clearly he wasn't because he came out gunning but um he had a great game and i think that was the, the big x factor for game one DT, I mentioned before that you and Reezy thrived in that game two win. You guys executed out of the pick and roll to perfection and Milwaukee just didn't have an answer. What makes you and Reezy have such good chemistry? Um, I think just the fact that we've been playing with each other for two years. Um, and like even last year when I was on power forward, our chemistry was pretty much unmatched from for a point guard to power forward standard. And then going to center, our chemistry was already there. And like just making adjustments, I feel like me and, me and him are really good at adapting to what teams are giving us. Um, at half, we were down seven, and me and him just kept talking about how they were playing the pick and roll. And then we come out of the half, half I slip two straight screens, and um, Reed ends up getting two straight threes off of it. So as soon as I seen that, I was like, yeah, I think we got this in the bag as long as we, we can string some stops together. Um, and the biggest takeaway for me is just how we won both games. The fact that the first game we got an early lead and we kept the gas on um, and held the lead all the way to the finish. And the second game, we're down seven, down 11 at one point, down seven and a half, and then end up making a comeback. So winning two games in two whole different ways kind of shows like, that we can win any game um, in any way. We're not just like a one-dimensional team. Jonah, talk about your team's defense, especially in the second half of game two. Uh, even though Reg ended up with 41 points, it seemed like in the fourth quarter you made things awfully difficult on them. And all game, your team prevented A-Rooks and Plondo from having the kind of games that they are accustomed to having. Plondo ended up with just two points in game two, which is quite extraordinary considering he averaged 18 last season. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, 
you know, early on, we we were fearful Reg was going to get going early, and and it's something he he's really really good at running in transition, getting a few cheap baskets to kind of get himself going early, and uh, you know that obviously did happen, and obviously DT was in big foul trouble going into that second half uh, second half there, so we we knew we were going to put Robbie on the pick and roll, um, and so the second we did that, I think it kind of changes the game for him a little bit. It's a it's a whole different look and feel to the defense when Robbie's in pick and roll. It's maybe a little more aggressive at times, just played completely different differently. You know, D, the way DT and Robbie both guard pick and roll is just not the same. And so I think it just, you know, maybe Reg was comfortable. He comes out in the second half and he's not as comfortable and their defense or, or, or their offense looks a little a little frustrated now. Um, and that, that really has to do with, with Robbie in the pick and roll and then the fact that DT can drop from the corner and, and play great corner defense for us too. So And, and then, you know, I, I really do think like our team defense will always get better during the games too. I think that we're, we're really good at communicating with each other and, and making sure we understand like, hey, this is our rotation here and, and things like that. So it's, it's always a focal point for us as a team. You can ask DT that. We, we talk about defense all day, every day. So it's just going to be kind of what we always focus on as a team. Um, just to add on to that, um, yeah. Uh, just to add on to that. It's when when you're playing a good point guard in Reg, like we knew he's a good point guard. We know he can score. Um, it's not really about uh, getting stops over and over again and stringing stops together. It's more about getting the key stops. And I feel like we did a really good job in the second half of doing that. Um, like when we were on, we were on a run uh, to get back into the game, we got one or two key stops to tie the game up. And then when we were up one in the fourth quarter. Basically, in my opinion, the game that or the play that won us the game was Robbie uh, blitzing Plondo when he was bringing the ball up and stealing the ball from him when we were up one. So that made it, and then we scored off that possession. So we were up three basically the whole game. Um, so just getting those key stops, I feel like, was the big thing instead of just focusing on like, damn, we got to get four stops in a row to get back in the game. We would get one stop, maybe they would score once or twice, but then we would get one or two more stops and stuff like that. Like we were just keying in on that kind of stuff. And part of your 27-point performance, you had a huge dunk there with about 31 seconds remaining. It put you guys up five. I don't know if you recall that play, but it seemed yeah. like it was a kind of a microcosm of the entire game where you and Reezy were able to execute out of the pick and roll, and you were able to finish right at the rim. Yeah. Um, well, usually, the, for the most part, the whole game, I was slipping screens, but that screen... Um, I held it, and Reed got body contact with Plondo. And as soon as I see Reed get body contact with the center, it's my job to just slip. Um, and either Reed will be open for a mid-range jumper, or I'll be open on the roll. And Plondo stayed attached to Reed. I was open on the roll, and in my in my head, I knew the corner was gonna drop, but it was I was kind of too close to the to the rim already. So I was like, I'm either gonna get a dunk and kind of ice the game, or I'm gonna get blocked. So. I'm going to choose try to get the dunk because even though I have full trust in Robbie to shoot and green a, th- a three-pointer, I'd rather take the dunk over the three every single time, especially when we're up three. So in my head, I was like, either I'm going to dunk this, ice the game, or I'm going to get blocked. So let's see which one happens, and I ended up getting the dunk. Now, are you more comfortable playing the five over the four, or does it not matter? And how does your role change when you play center as opposed to more of a stretch power forward? Um, I think – on this year's build, league build, I'm more comfortable at the five because I have way more impact on the game. Um, and that was what I was kind of trying to tell Jonah when I was trying to, like, lobby myself onto the five. It's like, at the four, I think I'm the best power forward in the world, and I don't think it's close, to be honest. But on this year's league build, um, power forwards can only do so much. And the center has so much impact on the game offensively and defensively. So in my head, like, I'm a very aggressive center, and I feel like that's what you need 
on this league build, especially with Reed. With Reed is a point guard that's going to usually get doubled every time he touches the ball off a screen um, or else he's going to fry your lock. So you need a center that's going to take the pressure off your point guard's shoulders. So I, I feel like that's that's the big reason um, me as center is working. Reed can throw me the ball, and it doesn't always have to be Reed has to make every play. Let's say Reed gets blitzed or Reed feels pressure in the backcourt. He can just throw it to me and know that I'm going to make a play for him. And, and, and to add on to that, Jonah, too, two other, if you don't mind, Josh, yeah. um, I think that the a, a big part of this league's meta right now and just the way the league build is, is the center has to be a good passer. He has to be able to facilitate a little bit to your team. And and there's a reason DT's a center. He's an elite passer. I think one of one of the best in the league, actually, especially for, for a big man. Um, he, he does know how to make reads. He used to play point guard. He talks about it all the time. Um, and so I think that like a big part of him being, you know, having so much success at center and, and helping our offense is going to be the fact that he's not only aggressive and can go score, but he's also a good passer and kind of just understands when and how to do that. Yeah, I'm noticing that over the first two nights, centers are accumulating a lot of assists. So that makes a lot of sense. And it's an excellent point. And I expect we'll see that for the entire course of the season. Also, what I also found pretty fascinating was, at least in game one, the collective effort, the cohesion, the chemistry was really strong. And I know, Jonah, we talked after the game last night, and you said leading up to opening night, you had a pretty strong feeling that this team was ready to put in a collective effort and play cohesively, and they did. Uh, How impressed were you with that collaboration and the ability to have multiple guys contribute, whether it was DJ Bama and Toxic knocking down corner threes, Reezy and DT executing out of the pick and roll, like I mentioned before, extremely well. And then, of course, you had May playing top-notch defense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be an integral part of our team. You know, obviously, our cohesion as a unit is is what's going to decide whether we're elite or not. Um, and I think at times, you know, we always got along last year and we we had that cohesion. But I do think it, it could have been improved on. So, you know, we have a different group this year. And I think that um, it, it is maybe a little stronger than it was last season even. And and I think, you know, obviously, we you have to be able to have some some split scoring to, to win in this league. Like you can't, it can't all be your point guard and center. Um, and you'll see the difference sometimes game to game, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's just vital that we're working together and, and the way this team does work together, I think is, is one of, I like to think it's one of the better amongst, amongst the league. Yeah. I mentioned it earlier. You guys were down 11 in the first half, made a really strong comeback in the third quarter. Uh, DT, how important Will it be throughout the course of the season to remain resilient and be composed even when you guys fall behind early? Um, I think it's going to be huge because there's going to be games where stuff doesn't go our way. Like uh, the second game, we they got two fluke. Uh, like they, we start off the game, we should have had an open three, but they get a fluke tip and they get a three right back. And then the same thing happens and Reg gets an and one and then we're down 11. So like being, staying locked in, making adjustments, knowing that, hey, some – the first half didn't go our way, but stuff is going to go our way the second half. So just keep fighting and see what happens. So I feel like that's uh, that's one of the biggest things this season. And also just to add on to the um, the previous question that you asked, Jonah, I feel like I never felt like anyone was going to be nervous going into the first game. I felt like if anyone was going to be nervous, it was going to be the rookies. So um, DJ, but the way DJ is, DJ is a very calm 
cool and collected type of guy. So never in my head was like, damn, he's going to be nervous. I was, I just made sure I, I did my speech every time before a game saying we go out there, play our game um, and live with the results. And I, I just try to put that into our team every single time we uh, have a rec season game, because if we don't go out there and play our game, like if we switch up our game plan, play different just because it's a rec season game and it's like it means something, then that's going to stick with us more than if we actually go out there and play a normal game and we're just not the better team um, and lose, then that's fine. But we and we can't do anything about that. But the biggest thing for me is just stay resilient, play our game. If a team beats us just because they're better than us, um, then we got to go back to work. But there's no way I'm going to let our team lose just for the fact that people are nervous or we're playing differently. Yeah, I want to turn our attention to your next game, which is against Wizards District Gaming, which will take place on Friday at 9.30 p.m. Be sure to tune in to the NBA 2K League's Twitch or YouTube channels to watch. Uh, the Wizards were also in action last night. They lost to a red-hot Raptors team in a series that went the distance. Uh, Jonah, uh, this will be your first look at JBM in the uh, NBA 2K League. Uh, he was the first overall pick in the 2020 draft. Uh, what do you expect the challenges to be against him and, that, and the rest of that squad? I know you're very familiar with Defra, who you coached in Dallas in the inaugural season. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the biggest thing with JBM is is his ability to be a playmaker. Um, obviously, he can score at an elite level, and, and that's great. But I think where his biggest strengths are is as a playmaker. And so, you know, we're going to the game, obviously, knowing, knowing that's where his strengths lie. So, um, and then obviously, Day Fry is going to be a consistent, reliable big in this league always. Um, so, you know, where I know that, you know, DT and Reed are looking forward to playing against them as well. And, um, you know, I, I expect a really, really hard game. I, to be honest, I, I think that um, we're going to have to play a little better than we did last night to expect to beat that team because I do think the Wizards are are a pretty solid team. So uh, it should be should be fun to watch. DT, is there a particular matchup from this contest that you're looking forward to seeing? Whether it's against, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's you and Day Fry, or maybe it's one of the other uh, individual matchups, or maybe something more collective. But is there anything you're really looking forward to with this particular right. game? It's got to be me versus Defra. I mean, that's that's uh, my closest friend on like with gaming and stuff like that is Reed, and then right there with Reed is Defra. We play with each other every single time in the off season. Um, we talk to each other throughout the year, um, and that's like my brother. So every time we play against each other, it's fun. I didn't get to play against him. I got to play against him once last year. We should have been twice, but he didn't play the last game of the season. But um, but now we're both at center. Last year we were both at power forward. I, he came to my position. Now I'm coming to his position. So. Should be a fun battle. Um, we know we, are, like Jonah said, like yesterday we didn't play that good. First game, I did not play good at all. We won by 10, but I knew coming out of the first game, I didn't play good at all. So this year, or this game, I know I got to come out on my stuff. I, I got to pretty much play close to perfect if we're going to have a chance to beat that team because that team is very, very good. And I also feel like that win against Milwaukee was huge because it takes the pressure off of us to win this game. The Wizards are a very good team, and – in my head, losing to them it has – there's no problem losing to them. We're going to get better throughout the season, and I feel like if we lost to the Bucks, there would have been so much pressure on us to win this game because then if we didn't, we'd be 0-2, correct? So um, winning the Bucks game, coming into the Wizards game, we'll, I feel like we'll play a lot more freely and a lot just just a play the game and see what happens. Um, also, I think with the Wizards, we always play them good. Uh, whether it's scrims or last year, like we we just play them good. I feel like our team, even last year, we play up to our competition. Like even if we're in a slump or like 
we're playing a team that's supposed to be better than us, we always play up to our competition. So it should be a good battle. Uh, I also want to see the JBM versus Reed. Um, that should be fun. Um, but yeah, matchup I'm looking forward to most is easily me, me versus Dave. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And I also want to get your opinion on this year's league build. Uh, clearly, the game is being played faster than either of the first two years. Do you like the flow? And do you think it suits your game well? I think um, I think it does suit our game well. I feel like a few tweaks, like uh, if they, for example, patch the plucks, um, I feel like we, we'll, we automatically shoot into one of the best teams in the league. Just for the fact that I feel like Reed is probably top one or top two at um, three hunting, like basically moving around the screen um, and looking for threes. But it's hard to do that on this year's league build because it's so easy to get plucked. So I feel like if they patch that, we automatically move into one of the best teams. But then I feel like if they patch paint, where like it's very hard to get stops in the paint right now. It's it's e- I'm not gonna say it's easy. You can do it, but it's very hard. Um, so I feel like if they patch paint and patch plucks, we are automatically the best team in the league. So we'll see what happens. But I feel like this this league build does cater to my um my abilities because like Jonas said, I like to pass at center. I love it. Um, I'm a, in my opinion, I'm a point guard. I, point guard at heart so i feel like i'm i'm not even exaggerating i'm the best passer in the league so being a center helps me not only be aggressive scoring but just pick up tendencies on everyone i know if i start out a game scoring people are going to start want to drop so i got to transition like halfway through the game into more of a passing role um but in all honesty i think last year catered to my game the most um i got to guard pick and roll uh, which i like to do but at the same time, I got to be on a scoring power forward, which that's, in all honesty, is my favorite. I like to shoot threes. I like to be like that third, secondary third option. So last year, I think it catered to my uh, more to my play. But this league build, I still think caters to my play. Interesting. And just going around the league, wanted to get both of your opinions of what you have seen so far. I don't know how much you've been able to see. Obviously, you were preparing for the Bucs and had your game yesterday. So there's been a lot of other action around the league. I mentioned earlier the Raptors have gotten off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, they dismantled the 76ers on opening night. And, of course, the Sixers are coming off a trip to the finals last season. Yeah. Another impressive team out of the gate, I thought, was the Hornets. Uh, they swept mm-hmm. the Cavs behind strong play from Snubby. And the Warriors and Kings had a thrilling series. Uh, Golden State prevailed behind great games from CB13 and Beast Move. Any thoughts, guys, what you saw around the league as far as anyone stand out or any particular teams that you thought were impressive? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, With the Raptors, I kind of knew the Raptors were going to be one of the best teams just from the way they played in scrims. Uh, As long as they played the same in scrims as they did – or as long as they played in uh, the reg season games as they did in scrims, they were going to be very good. Um. You have Kenny. Kenny, look, in my opinion, Kenny's the best point guard I've played against um, in scrims. He He's very good at three hunting, and he doesn't miss when he's open. So I, when you get a point guard like that, like it just ruins – it basically makes your whole defense just scared to, to leave him open. So then it opens up everything else for everyone. And then you combine that with a, such an aggressive center in sick um, that knows how to pass, that knows how to make plays. I feel like that whole team is just so in sync right now and plays so freely. Um, that they're going to be hard to win, uh, hard to stop, and like maybe with the, this year's format, maybe you get one game off them. Like you win a game where you get everything, like the Wizards yesterday, but then you got to beat them in a best of three. So who knows? I feel like the Wizards should have won the second game yesterday, but that even shows that the Raptors can come back into games too. They're not just front runners, so they're good. 
the Warriors and Kings, I knew were going to be – I wanted to see the Kings. I already know the Warriors are going to be good for the money. It doesn't matter if they're horrible in scrims. As soon as reg season comes or the playoffs or tournaments are going to be good. You got too many good players on that team to not be good. Um, and, yeah, just you, – you can kind of tell which teams are going to be good from scrimmages. The Kings, I knew were going to be good. Um the Hornets are going to be a good team just for the fact that they have a center that plays so freely. It lets everyone else play just freely as well. Like, type just runs around, does his thing, and it lets everyone else swing for him. And I feel like that's big. That's kind of what why their defense is so good at times. Um, and then you got the rookies between Exposum and Snubby, uh, one of the better backcourts in the league, in my opinion. So, I feel like there's a, there's a we've seen a lot of good teams. Um, I still... Want to see some teams hoop. Um, I feel like the Heat team left a little bit to be desired yesterday versus the Pacers. Um, so I want to see if they know they're going to get it together. But, yeah, for in my opinion, I just feel like the teams that I knew are going to be good um, are doing good. So, Yeah, on top of that, I'm curious, DT, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but if you were Wizards GM during the draft this past February, would you have gone with JBM or would you have considered yeah, yeah. Doc? JBM. Um, I w- I was helping Dave Fry, like I was telling him why, blah blah blah. But like JBM was one of my my number one for s- probably like two months before the draft. I felt like his his upside was larger than anyone's upside in the league. I felt like with the number one pick, you can't sit there and try to be safe. Um, you got to go for the home run ball, and I felt like JBM was a home run ball. Um, I feel like he's gonna it's gonna take a little time for him to get like co- confident. It's gonna take a little time for him to get comfortable, like. Yesterday when he was going, he was going, right? Like he he was he was on. But once once he got cold or once he wasn't really having a good game, it was bad. So he's got to learn how to weather the storm when he's not having a good game or a good start. Uh, but it easily, I told Dave Fry, listen, man, I, if I were you, I'd take JBM and I wouldn't look back and ended up doing that. Jonah, any thoughts from you as far as anyone that stood out or any performances that you thought were extra impressive? Yeah, I think obviously, you know what, no question, the Raptors um, are looking like a, a, a major contender in the league, and that's that's great for them. Um, also, you know, I think in my eyes, the the biggest matchup this week almost to me was to, was Warriors versus Kings because there's a lot of hype around that Kings roster uh, just based on the way scrimmages have been and, and to see them, you know, come out. And I wouldn't say they came out flat. They looked good, but the Warriors are just a veteran team that can control games. And I think it, it really showed that there are differences between scrimmages and in the league build, like regular season games. Um, so I think that was something really, really important to note there and, and kind of was the message to the team was, hey, like guys, guys don't play the same in scrimmages as they do in the games uh, completely. So, you know, obviously expect a little bit of different play from teams. And I think that definitely helped us a little But um, you know, as well, like I, I think, I think we're going to see a few great teams even tonight. Like I'm looking forward to the games this evening because, you know, we haven't seen obviously Gen G's a new team. We haven't seen them yet. Um, still, you know, the, the reigning champs T wolves roster is, is, you know, reloaded is, is great as well. And, and I expect them to be pretty competitive this evening as well. So, and then obviously I, I do expect the Kings uh, to have better performance this evening and and uh, maybe have a big one tonight. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of the games. And there's still a number of teams that haven't even played yet that are elite teams in this league. So uh, it's it's hard to, you know, try to like think who are the best teams right now when we haven't seen everyone yet. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate all the insight and the time. Uh, that's about all the time we have for this edition. So I just want to thank both of you again for coming on. 
And be sure to tune in this Friday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time when the Magic are back in action to take on Wizards District Gaming. Uh, You can find that on the NBA 2K League's Twitch and YouTube channels. So thanks for listening to this podcast, and we'll catch you again soon.